I believe in sport. If you only practice the sport, you get bored. So you have to compete to give you this competitive edge mm. well, for me. So then it gives me this, like, makes me hungry, makes me want to, like, get better. Puts a focal point Correct. on your training. and yes. yeah. So then I competed in an event in the US and I was so bad. But anyway, it just gave me, like, something to work on. I saw where I am, where I can improve. So I hired another coach to go from intermediate. Level up. Level up. So Sean Madison, he was my coach and he coached me. And then we went for the World Games of Surfing together with him in Peru. And were you representing the UAE there? Correct. Amazing. Um, first UAE surfing. Well, I was so first UAE in the surfing tour that the <laughs> ISA World Games of Surfing thought the name of the country was Dubai. So <laughs> <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so if you, have, you see my pictures, I was carrying a like, UAE flag and a yeah. sign that says Dubai. <laughs> This is the Metal Set. Hi, this is Dawn, an ultra cyclist and sports PR specialist. And I'm Afshan, an endurance athlete and journalist. And we're on a quest to bring you stories of tenacity, courage, and metal. From athletes in the Middle East and beyond. Our last full episode of 2023 features the energetic and joyful Moor Hammer. Moor brings heart to everything he does, which at the time of recording includes 60 different sport disciplines and counting. Moor's sport journey started in childhood and has had many twists and turns. He's represented the UAE in football as a youth and then later rugby and surfing, all while managing ulcerative colitis, a chronic health condition. In our chat with Moor, he talks about focus, motivation, mindset, managing a chronic illness, why competition matters, and the importance of the basics. He also discusses becoming the first Emirati to represent the UAE in the World Surfing Tour. Mo's journey didn't stop there, and most recently he's committed himself to trying and documenting with the help of his wife as many sports as possible during the Dubai Fitness Challenge. 60 down, 40 more to go. We also chat about the power of reflection, celebration, and why the best is yet to come. In his own words, sports makes Mo feel alive. And this discussion with Mo gave us life and a lot of food for thought as we close out a memorable year. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Mo. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. We've been so fortunate to have athletes from a diverse range of sports. Like just last week, we had free diver Natalia, who took us underwater. And today, we're going to be above water with you because you're a surfer. It's more fun playing with the waves. <laughs> I've done free diving and I've done everything. So surfing is fun. Surfing is nice for me. Surfing is where I go. It's my therapy. It's where I go to like zone out and... Also, I like to go where my heartbeat skip a beat. Mm. So I like to do something crazy. So then I go big wave surfing. So I find all my passions, everything I have in the water or like on the surface of the water. So I either go big wave if I want a little bit of adrenaline. And if I want to have fun, I just ride normal waves. <laughs> Amazing. We're not going to just chat surfing either. We're going to chat how you came to start surfing and all of the sports that you have done. We just had a quick chat before and it's up to 60 sports right now. And counting. And counting. <laughs> and we're not going to ask you to list them all <laughs> in alphabetical order. But we may. Never know. And I guess just having a look like on your Instagram, for example, right, which is kind of a window into people's lives. It seems like sports is a huge, huge part of your adult life, which is amazing. Was it always a part of your life growing up? Yeah, so I started football at the age of eight. I wanted to become football player. At a school, all we knew was football. Either like you play football or... You don't. Or you, go the don't other, do yeah, <laughs> you go the other direction. So I picked up football. I was good at it. I played for football football club since the age of eight. And then at the age of 14, I decided, you know what? I'm going to play for the national team. I'm going to be a professional football player. This is going to be my life. I'm not young anymore. So at that age, at that age. At 14, you weren't yeah. young anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, now. So 14 years old, like really Small long window. time ago. <laughs> Sport was not very serious in this country. So my parents would say, like, don't do it. You're like flushing your career in the toilet. This is not thinking that everybody, how are you going to live? How are you going to like provide for a family? And I still remember my mom used to like hide my, my football boots so I, can, I don't have to go to the club. <laughs> Fast forward until the age of 18, I already made it to the national team. The UAE hosted the, the Football World Cup of Youth. I was part of the team. 
I was not on the bench or this, but I was on the top selected. Uh, your mom 30. wasn't hiding your stuff then, though. I hope <laughs> <laughs> she still thinks like, ah, oh, no, this is just temporary. It's gonna go <laughs> away. What happens if you get injured? Oh, this and this and that. And she was not wrong. At the age of 18, I got illness. Uh, I got something called ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease. At that time, UAE started going professional in football. So mm-hmm. I had my first professional contract. And that time I had like super flared up. I don't know what's wrong with me. I, I still remember at first I went to training. I had to go to the bathroom. I was like, I go, okay, maybe I ate something. Maybe something happened. Mm-hmm. One week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, two months. And I'm going to the bathroom like frequently, like 20 to 25 times, uncontrollable. It was just a nightmare. Later on, I got, my club goes like, okay, we need to find a solution. What age were you at this? 18. 18. It's really young. Yeah. So then the club goes, well, we cannot do this because um, you have professional contract. And in football, if you play, you only have three subs. So if I start and I go, I have to go to the bathroom after five minutes, then they already lost a sub in the first five minutes. This is not good for any club. It's not good for any coach. So then they say like, oh, we're going to give you two years. You're not going to play. We're going to put you just like coming training and then you Hopefully you get better. Two years didn't happen. I got worse. My condition got worse. And I went for treatments. I tried everything possible. What sort of treatments were you seeking out? So we did like all those. We had like, so I started with normal pills. And I started with uh, uh, what they call them. So I started like all those pill medication. Mm. And I went to the US. I went to hospitals here. Tried to change medication. Nothing. Nothing. So did they say that there was no solution to it or did it, they couldn't identify how to kind of fix it? So Crohn's disease, it's a long-term disease, right? So basically it's going to be with you for life. Mm-hmm. So, but the problem is what they try with the medication to do is to lower the flare-up. So basically I was flared up the whole time. Usually people with Crohn's disease, they will have a flare-up and it goes mm-hmm. down. They live normal. Well, they still look sick, but the symptoms are less and then flares up and goes down. I was like super flared up. They don't know what was the problem. Basically, they were saying my immune system is too high. Every time my body is fighting my colon as a strange body. Mm. So that's why I was not healing. Two years fast forward, nothing happened. I lost my football contract. I lost my football career and I was like, done, that's it. There's no more sport for me. It was not easy. It was like tough for me, 20 years old. Um, I didn't, I wanted to go to university, but then the club was coming in the way. So I stopped st- studying, everything put in together. I was in a bad place, I had mm. depression. I was like, okay, cool. Like, I already had my career life to go for it. You know, mm-hmm. I had imagined like I'm going to get injured and all of those things, but I thought I can be treated and I can come back and I come back stronger. And I saw all of those, but now nature's call and something happened that there's nothing I cannot do about it. And I lost everything. So then I was like, oh, cool. I was depressed for a while. Two months was a really bad place. Nothing helped. Listen to all the motivation speaking in the world. Mm-hmm. Went to see everybody, read every single book. It didn't work. So sport saved my life. When you ask it's me. better than a self-help book. <laughs> 100%. So I still remember I met a friend of mine. And a friend of mine is really like an older gentleman. We used to play. He used to be my... Um, physiotherapy at the club Brazilian mm-hmm. guy and he said see we all go through things but there's always something that takes us out of where we are but we don't know what that is so you have to find it so this is what I did I tried everything to see what works right so partied got new <laughs> friends <laughs> a good excuse I mean you're 20 yeah right thank you very much yeah. right? and a good excuse I mean yeah. a lot of people don't <laughs> I think that's quite intentional, though. Like, a lot of people just party because, I don't know, they feel like they should when they're 20. So, yeah. Because when you're an athlete, is so this is something we're going to talk about later on, but this is something I believe in. So then I tried everything. Partied, find new friends. Find uh, new friends. <laughs> like, your friends around You're sport, causing right? the yeah. inflammation. I'm going to find new friends. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm done. Go out, watch movies, go to the cinemas, tried everything. And then I was like, okay, maybe if I go to university, like clear my mind. I, at that time, I never knew like I can play another sport. Or mm. I never like had that in mind, right? So I started university and I still have a friend of mine back in school with me. I saw my university and he was like, hey, what are you doing? How's football? I was like, oh, I love, blah, blah, blah. I tell him the story. And he's like, you're an athlete. We're starting something new. I was like, where are you starting? He's like, I'm starting a rugby club. And we're trying to recruit locals. And I was like, yeah, but I'm sick. This. He's like, no, 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 no. We play seven. It's a rolling sub. If you want to go to the bathroom, go and come back. Yeah. <laughs> 
So I was so like, like, perfect. The perfect sport. I was like, what? Is there a sport like this? Yeah. I was like, what is rugby? Is I've never knew rugby. So they showed me on YouTube. And then I was like, all right, let's do this. So then I played rugby. Then it was very convenient for me, right? Because at that time, I'm still flared up. I would go to the bathroom 35 to 40 times. So imagine wow. we live like, what, 24 hours? Yeah. I go more than once a day, once a day, once an hour. Stuff it's not easy. It's like you cannot. I, I had to like change how I live and everything. So I found the sport, and that would be the only time I wouldn't be sad or crying or like I don't see darkness and I don't see this like where you feel like you know like this pain in your stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, this is it. Do you remember your first rugby game? Of course, I was late because I was in the bathroom, right? So we started that game, and he lied to me, right? Because he was like, oh, you can just rolling sub. But that team was so small. We only had seven players and we were playing sevens. So we had no subs. So, <laughs> he's so. like, we've got number seven. <laughs> he's in the bathroom right now. He's giving two minutes. Coming late, put my shoes on. So I used to train rugby. But when we train, we play touch, touch rugby. Mm-hmm. So I never knew there was tackling in rugby, right? And I already came in late. Your mom Are is you still like, friends with this guy? <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's got her hand in her, her head in her hand and was like, I thought football was behind him and he's just jumped into rugby. I, 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 What's I, happening? I feel sorry for my mom. I drive her crazy. I do everything <laughs> that she doesn't want me to do. <laughs> do a big wave surf, everything to scare her. So my mom now goes like, don't tell me. Just, just let me know. Give me a call when you're done. Save me yeah. or save. If you're going to do something crazy, <laughs> I, I don't want to know. that's a smart strategy. <laughs> she gives up. So then I come in, don't know there is tackle. Come in late, put my boots on, go in. As soon as I go in, I get the ball, I get tackled. And I was like, oh, hey, ref. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing? This is rugby. And that's how I got into rugby. <laughs> Fast forward, played so hard. I got selected for the Arabian Gulf. I was the first Emirati to play for the Arabian Gulf. We played tournaments in Singapore. We did the World Cup here. We did Dubai Rugby Sevens. And I started the Rugby Association. And then I got bad injury, like crazy bad injury. I had like ACL, meniscus, oh, cartilage, dear. broke my bone. Oof. I was just like, ah, oh, it was a nightmare. So doctors expected this because I wouldn't have proper nutrition because I used to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. a lot and all of those things. Yeah, so yeah. when people go to the gym, for me to get the result they get, I have to like do triple the work because mm. I'm not getting proper nutrition. So I had 13 surgeries since I got sick because wow. of my body is getting so weak. All while you were playing? No, no, until today, yeah. I had 13 surgeries. Right. And this is right from the age of 20? Correct. Oh, wow. Okay. So how long did you play? Like, because you don't play rugby now, do you? So now this is it. So yeah. after the injury, I went again to how the How old scene. were you then? <sighs> like, this is the story of your life. You want to know. <laughs> five. So about okay. five years of playing Correct. rugby. Yeah. And then I just saw everything happening again. And I saw going back to the same dark place. Mm-hmm. And then I had to restart my whole life because I thought rugby would have been the thing. Like, especially now I started the association. I built my life around you it. You built like your identity around that's it. it. Like they're yeah. like, oh, you know, Mo, the yes. rugby player. Mo's the rugby player. Exactly. Yeah. That's it. I was the guy, you know, like, and that's it. We play in the national mm-hmm. team. We compete. We score goals and all of those things. And then... Same thing. Now I'm injured. Now putting a restart and everything again. I have to rebuild again. And then you have to go back into the drawing board. Like, okay, what am I going to do now? So last time, this is something that happened in human nature, right? Like we never understand how did we get out of a depression from the first time? Because usually we forget. Because once we feel in that darkness, we just forget. We forget mm-hmm. how to be happy. We forget what we did before. You can't put anything into perspective. It's the recency yeah, fallacy. Sense, yeah. What recent things that happen you yeah. feel like that's the way your life is yeah. going that's it exactly yeah. it's so hard yeah. it's yeah. not easy again the same thing motivational talks oh, it's just bullshit because we and i do believe in it but then the problem is this at that time we think that those guys are gonna say the magic word you're gonna say yeah like there's drink a, this water yeah exactly like there's a magic bullet out there you just want to find it right it's and it's not right it's yeah. it's it's what you get out of them because what they say is you have to actually go and do and find. Yeah. We all, are, as I said from the beginning, we're all different. What makes me happy, what got me out of, for everybody's different. So you have to find what it is. Four months, six months. So I was trying to like see, okay, what can I do? So I thought maybe I start sport business. I still remember I went to Dubai Sports City and I met a guy there and I was like, maybe I get apply for a job. Do sports like, actually happen in Sports City? <laughs> <That's my question. laughs> anyway, sorry. Side note, I always wondered that. It's, it's a rental pitch, right? Yeah. yeah. So I went to Sports City and I was like, oh, cool, maybe I'll find a job in a sport. Mm. So I found a guy and then 
I didn't get a job because apparently I'm not a sports qualified person. But then he said, what's wrong with your knee? I was like, oh, I had the big surgery. The doctor said that I cannot play anymore. He's like, you know what? We're starting a new clinic here. They have a new prototype. Why don't you go speak to the guy? It's a Portuguese guy. I'm like, ah, cool, let's go. So I spoke to him. So they have like kind of, because the doctor said I won't be able to play because I'm not going to put any contact. I cannot put any contact on the ground mm-hmm. or like put any force because my muscle was going to tear again. And then not using your muscle for a year, it dies. So he was like, oh yeah, we have like this new invention, like a weird kind of shape shoes and you wear like a vest and they throw you in the middle of the ocean. So you don't touch the ground and you run and you actually move. It changed my life. Wow. So I would go in the water on jet ski, throws me in the water. I do laps. So you put two jet skis and I do laps, like literally standing in the water running. And that would be the only time I wouldn't be unhappy and not crying. And so I was like, ah, oh, cool. So I would spend three hours, four hours. Then I saw people surfing. So then I was like, oh, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. Like, are oh, you not ready yet? In Dubai? Correct. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you're not ready yet. And then... And where would you go for this? For like, this treatment? Omsi Kim. Omsi Kim. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then uh, six months later, I still have a friend of mine that we started the rugby association together and all of those. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's go surfing. And I still remember. He goes like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. And he is just like that kind of like super, gets super excited. Man. Yeah, super hyper guy. <laughs> we love uh, a hype. Man, a hype girl. <laughs> yeah. And he used to be like, we, we are very good friends, right? So we started the rugby together. We played rugby together. We did all those crazy stuff together. And he was with me the whole time. And then he knows me, right? And he goes, so excited. So the doctor goes like, okay, I'll give you four months and you can do it. My friend go bought me a board and everything. <laughs> He's like, let's do it. Here we go. The board is ready. Everything is there. And he paid for my first lesson. So four months later, I go on a stand-up paddleboard. There was not even a wave, just like a small ripple. So they push me on a wave. I stand on the wave. Love I'm a first. surfer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that. Love at first yeah. wave. <laughs> What's your friend's name? Badr. Badr. Hey, Badr. Yeah, hey. <laughs> is he still Good on you, well? man. Yeah, well, he's a jack of all trades, so he does, he's into jiu-jitsu now. Okay. Okay. Like you. <laughs> <laughs> then, yeah. Mr. 60 Sports <laughs> and Counting. <laughs> so how did how did it go then from, like, you know, you're standing on a paddleboard, you're riding away, like, I'm a surfer now, to being like, okay, I really I want to focus on this because... I had read somewhere that you were actually looking to qualify for the Olympics at Correct. some point. So talk us through kind of like, you're like, okay, I'm a surfer, <laughs> like your first time, to being like, yeah, I really am a surfer. <laughs> so it was easy because surfing, I can I can have like time, I can go to the bathroom, I can come back. It was like super easy sport. Me, I love pushing my boundaries. I love being like taking it to the next level and looking at where my body can go. And mm-hmm. I, I like to see... I'm a very huge advocate of high performance. If I put my mind into something, and this is with everything, right? If work, relationship, sport, whatever it is. Once I'm in, I'm like committed 1000% and I put everything I have into it, right? This is just my personality. Mm. And at that time, surfing would be the time that I don't feel bad. I don't feel depressed. I just feel happy. It was just like super happy. It would be the only time I don't think of anything. And how often were you doing it? So I started surfing a week in Dubai. There's no waves. Yeah, I was going to say, where yeah. are you doing yeah. this as well? It <laughs> 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 okay. was super small. And then I met a few, few people and I had like, a friend of mine. I still don't know nothing about surfing, right? And it's just like, this is just crazy. And then my friends, I was in the water talking to people and the guy was like, oh, he's so happy. He just came back from Sri Lanka. He's like, oh man, Sri Lanka is so nice. Sri Lanka this and this and that. Go home, book a ticket, and fly to Sri Lanka. And I don't know nothing about surfing. I swear. It was a, it was a nightmare. But if you need an induction, Sri Lanka is a good place. Okay, but if you're as crazy as me, then <laughs> Sri Lanka is not a good place. So I arrived at the hotel. So they gave me the name of the hotel. And I see people surfing on the left, people surfing on the right. Nobody's surfing in front. So you try to go in the front. So I try to go in the front. <laughs> you're like, look at this open space. <laughs> Little I know it was like super shallow. Rock. Oh, oh. oh my God, not <laughs> oh, rocks, no. reef and uh, full of sea urchin. I never knew what sea urchin was until that day. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes later, I was laying down on my back in a weird kind of like hospital, but doesn't even have a door. It was like open to public. And then I just like all slashed my feet open and took all these needles out. Oh, oh no. <laughs> so then I learned my lesson. I didn't want to go back. I still have five days. What am I going to do in Sri Lanka five days? So I wrap my feet, go back surfing. And then my, my leg got so infected. 
Oh, from the sea urchin. No, from like going back into the water. Oh, like, right. It was still like not healed wounds. But then I went to the proper surfing place. Mm. So I learned to listen, you know. So <laughs> And now I learned don't go in the ocean when you have like freshly wound open. <laughs> <laughs> it's all learning. <laughs> all learning process. <laughs> you live and learn. <laughs> and then that did not stop me. I went back. I really enjoyed it. It was the time that I would be happy. That was mm. like the happiest time of my life at that time. And then I just kept pushing, traveled around the world. They opened a wave pool in Dubai and I let in. would go there. I tried to like close a deal with them. And <laughs> Did you have a f- favorite destination to go surf while you Sri were Lanka. traveling? Yeah, okay. Sri Lanka was because it was close. It's really nice. It's a place I learned how to surf. But favorite surf ever was Fiji. Okay, Fiji. So at one point you moved then to Australia, right? So then that was my plan. I was like, okay, there's no waves here. For you to be good, and this is, we talk about like high performance, we talk mm-hmm. about this, and you have to have consistency, you have to have, yeah, you have to keep doing it every single day, you have to be in your ultimate performance, you have to be able to do it day in, day out, year in, year out. And So what's the best way now to be able to get a wave? So I applied for a job, optician manager in Etihad. At that time, I used to work for, Etihad, for Emirates. Mm. Um, and then I couldn't get into the optician program. So then I applied it to other companies <laughs> just to get just so I can travel abroad. Uh, I got the position. As I said, I, I spend I do everything I have when I put my mind to it. Focus, so yeah. full focus at work. I did a presentation for the CEO, loved it. He came to me, said, I think the best position for you is to go out station. And then because I did a good job, he's like, choose where you want to go. So then I went to Australia. <laughs> but I like how your career decision revolved around your sports decision and not the other way around. What, once you put your mind awesome. into something, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to go for it, right? Like yeah. if this is what you True. want, you have to follow it. But we have this thing that, and I say this to a lot of my friends and everybody, right? We want so many things, but we're not. We don't want to push it. We don't want to actually like act on it, right? Like, you don't want to do what needs to be done to reach that goal. Yeah. I think you know, just personal aside, but like. It's just a list of things to do, but you have to be willing to do them. Yeah. It's all a dream if you don't act on it, right? Mm, you can yeah. just you can just hope. And we, and we do this all the time. We always put barriers in front of us. And that's why people don't do it, right? So like, I'm thirsty, but the water is too far. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. No, no, I'm just joking. I'm just saying it as an example. <laughs> <laughs> just looking at you thinking maybe you want a drink. And we don't ask for help, right? Yeah. Like for example, you. this is a very good example of saying like, okay, here you go, take it. Yeah. <laughs> Right? We don't ask for help. And this is something we do all the time. We mm. put barriers and then we say like, oh, why didn't happen? Oh, why didn't we do it? Oh, why does not happen? Like, I want to open a business now and the business is so expensive. Like, and I, I don't even have 0.1% of the fund that for me to open the business. But, and I never knew how to get it. I don't have connections. I don't have anything. We so far raising 60% of what I need. I, I look back and I was like, no way, impossible. I met 1,500 investors. I got four. But never stop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never say it's not going to happen. I could have said it's never going to happen. You know what? I don't have this. I don't have this. I have all the reasons for me to say, no, I have everybody said, no way. The 1,500 people I met, well, 1,497, <laughs> they said, you're crazy. This is not going to work. Don't, don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. Don't give up. I never gave up. So... There is will, and you actually want to act on it, you yeah. can do it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're always going to find a way. Um, you have to always tell yourself, like, there is no barrier. Like, you have mm. to remove all of those what if, what if, do it. If it doesn't work, I die tomorrow saying, at least I tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you land in Australia. So then I land in Australia. How old are you now at this point? I was 12, 26. Oh, so that's quite quickly after you started after, surfing, really. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so 26 focus, i love it this is how we do it I, I don't in. waste time exactly this so i went time went to, to australia at that time i was still like trying to learn how to surf so i'm still like getting there and if you want to be the best and the best you got to learn from the best right mm-hmm. you have to have coaches and i say this is in any sport you want to do starting is easy any sport you want picking it up is easy because once you learn the basics of any sport which you're going to talk about the 60 sport but once you learn the basics, not only in sport, but in anything else, right? Like if you want to open, a, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to be an investor, you want to be whatever, you learn the basics. So then move to Australia. And then at that time, I was still like not that good of surfing, right? And I believe in this in any sport. And now we're going to talk about this when we talk about the 60 sport is 
once you learn the basic and this is with everything podcast investment whatever mm-hmm. it is right if you this is what you want to do you have to learn the basic first for you to move from basic to intermediate you need help mm-hmm. from yes. intermediate to advanced you I need totally help agree. and from advanced to elite you need help and you, you need to keep continuing that help because then these are the people who are going to move it if you're going to do it alone you're, you're going you're going to spend years and years and years trying to perfect something and it's going to be anyway it's so interesting you say that because you know i'm a runner as well and uh, you know i come across friends who don't run and when when i have this conversation with them they're like oh why do you need a coach to run and i was like well how else are you going to improve if you don't have a coach like i can start running but then i'm also opening myself up to injuries if i'm not doing it right and i'm never going to progress at all mm-hmm. so i think there's that mindset that oh you know these are like sports that you can just youtube and then you you can do it yourself but you can only do so much after that right there are coaches for darts let alone running yeah exactly because... <laughs> <laughs> um, was darts one of your sports is no. that a sport this is going to be my top 100 for sure because i'm <laughs> stuck at 90 i need 10 more like i need some help so you need this so when i went and i have that mindset and i do understand these kind of things so when i went to australia i hire a coach like personal coach for me to like be able to develop the whole time you're kind of moving to australia and stuff how is your condition at this stage like are super you... sick yeah. still i go to the bathroom 35 to 40 times i have to leave in the middle of the meetings i used to have a lot of fight with my boss and i had to work with it i had to deal with it mm. i cannot walk for a long distance i have to map all the bathrooms and i had to get like a special kind of card so i can show to the restaurants or like the coffee shops i can use the bathroom because most of them don't allow you unless you buy something mm. so it was terrible I, i had to manage i i, I couldn't let that stop me mm-hmm. because i couldn't let oh, i am sick i cannot do this oh i'm sick i cannot do this oh i'm sick i cannot one two or three right yeah i had to be able to manage my life so i had to find a way and there was it so then i had to map all the all the bathrooms and the way i had to map i had to extra clothes with me i had to like so fully prepared for anything happened wrong i don't have to come back home and then like kill the journey and if it happened i have that mindset saying don't let this because if this is if i do this and then i get lazy then my mind then i become com- mm, yeah. i become comfortable in my comfort zone and then this is bad idea yeah. so, so even that created a routine for yourself correct. to accommodate the condition correct. that you had so even if let's say for example i go let's say 40 minutes away and something happened i have to go back home to change even if it's dark i would still make it and at least catch one wave so then in my head i'm getting over this this is not going to win mm. so yeah i don't know if it works or not <laughs> but this is for me it but this is what i had to find out that mm. i had to manage and i had to do it but yeah my 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 health was bad so i started surfing i got a coach i got better and i started getting progressing i got better at it and then it had said okay done come back and then how many years were you there Eight months. Eight months. And then they took me to Los Angeles okay. again. Yeah. So another. <laughs> and I lived on Rodano Beach. It was perfect. Yeah. I was there in the morning, go to work, surf after morning. At that time, now I moved from beginner to mid- intermediate. And now I believe in this. Once you see yourself progressing and if you see yourself progressing in a year and then you're progressing even more in eight months and it's a hobby, might as well make money out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I believe in sport. If you only practice the sport you get bored so you have to compete to give you this competitive edge mm. well, for me so then it gives me this like makes me hungry makes me want to like get better puts a focal point Correct. on your training and yes. yeah so then i competed in an event in the us and i was so bad but anyway it just gave me like something to work on i saw where i am where i can improve so i hired another coach to go from intermediate level up level up so Sean madison he was my coach and he coached me and then We went for the World Games of Surfing together with him in Peru. And were you representing the UAE there? Correct. Amazing. Um, first UAE surfing. Well, I was so first UAE in the surfing tour that the <laughs> ISA World Games of Surfing thought the name of the country was Dubai. So I- <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so if you, have, you see my pictures, I was carrying a like UAE flag and a yeah. sign that says Dubai. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, Look, you're not from Abu yeah. Dhabi. <laughs> and then we went surfing. And then from there, I started doing the QS events. And I was still like in a bad shape. I was sick. I used to go 
So I used to take, I got promoted from taking pills to giving, to getting injections mm-hmm. at home. And then that didn't work. And then I used to go get IV drops at the hospital once a week, once a month. That didn't work. I used to go to the hospital once every two weeks to get drops while doing all of those things. And it's, yeah, it was tough. Nice. It's not easy. Was there any way kind of to change that? Like, was there any kind of I tried everything you yeah. could have done or anything? No. no. I mean, because you were so goal oriented, right? You were already leveling up. Did you ever think that you would have to stop at any point because of all these added complications? I was determined in my mind. I, I, I started thinking, I never think of the bad things. I think if the bad thing happened, I deal with it when it comes. So I take it like step by step. So like for now, this is what I'm doing. This is my main focus. If something happens, then we deal with it when it happens. But I never make this assumption like, oh, no, why? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. So what was the ultimate goal for you even back then with surfing? Like, what did you want to do? What was the aim? I wanted to go on the WSL, the World Surfing League. So basically, you have to be top 25. Something is impossible because all those people were born with it. They live in a nice location. They have access to the world's best waves. And they have like a huge advantage. But I wanted to do it. I wanted to, to get in it. And I was making some progress. Mm-hmm. But age... And a sport plays a huge mm, role. That's true. But yeah. I started late, but I love the process. Uh, I have a goal. I wanted to achieve the goal. And I can see myself making that progression. I was making like really good progress. And then when something bad happened, then we deal with it. And mm. unfortunately, something bad happened. Preparing to get to the Olympics, I thought like, you know what, this is it. Tried the Olympics. And then in 2019, I was still like preparing to get to the Olympics. And we're doing the uh, qualifiers. I go to the hospital for my routine check and the doctor says, and oh, where was this? Was this in, uh, no, the, back the in Abu Dhabi. In Abu Dhabi. We ca- I came so back to Abu Dhabi. Back. Correct. In 2019, you came back. Correct. 2019, right. we came back and back to Abu Dhabi because then I got promoted. So they cannot go up station. So then I had to be operating from Abu Dhabi. I went to the hospital and then the doctor goes, oh, I've never had this call in my life. Because like, oh, we need to do your colonoscopy again. I was like, why? He's like, oh, we just have some doubts. It's not an issue, but we saw something. We are scared. And when was your first colonoscopy? It was in July. Right. And you don't often have colonoscopies once back to back. Exactly. So once so a year or once a every bit, two years. Yeah. So in August, I did my colonoscopy. And then I got a call literally a week later. And he goes, oh, we have to do another one. And I was like, what? He's like, oh, we have to do another one. He's like, it's an urgent, you have to do it. So then we go back, I had another colonoscopy, and then they took some biopsy, sent it to the US, and then they called me back and they said, okay, we need to do more testing because we see you have something called low dysplasia. And I go back for November to do another colonoscopy. And then again, the same thing, I think biopsy, and they say, okay, now your condition is... It's getting worse. So the low dysplasia has become high dysplasia now. And we have mm. so many. It's spreading all around the colon. Again, take biopsy, send it to the US. In January, doctor goes, we have to take treatment. Nothing worked. And he goes like, well, you're spreading so fast. We have to go for an immediate surgery. And then they explain to me what it is and all of those things. And then in July 2020, I undergo my operation. It was in COVID time. Hospitals were closed. Mm. My parents couldn't come and see me. They only had to be one visitor at a time for the whole week. And it was just a nightmare. So I go for my operation. And what so, was this for? What was this operation So for? basically, so low dysplasia is a, is a cancer um, grade, right? So it starts mm-hmm. with low dysplasia, goes high dysplasia, and then it goes one and two and three. It was going into like, this is like a cancer stages. So then he goes... It is spreading so fast and it's growing so fast. So there is, we cannot treat it. You cannot take chemo, nothing. It's going because your body is developing it so fast that mm. we are scared that even if we take chemo, it's going to come out of the colon and then it's going to be more complication. Okay. So basically what they do is they remove the whole colon and they replace it with something called ileostomy bag. So I live with an external bag instead of my colon that mm. acts as a colon. So me as a sport person uh, surfing, I have to lay down my stomach and paddle. And now I have a bag that's sticking outside my body. Mm. So then this goes back again and goes, okay, now this is the third time now that I change sports because of my medical health mm. and something is out of my out of my control. I go back and then I research, look at people. A lot of people stopped doing sports. So then they moved into running and 
doing like cycling and doing like long distance where there's less kind of impact exactly on your body and also not less movement Mm. less all of those things and there's nothing to like and you don't have to you don't you move your upper body a lot and all of those things right i know this is gonna offend you both but no that's okay i (laughs) hate running and cycling (laughs) oh my god i get so bored so that's not in the top 60 or the top 100 no i think that's yeah cycling and running are like 99 and 100 (laughs) we're ranking them right (laughs) i i enjoy it i just don't understand how do you not go crazy after like 5k and then what oh. <laughs> i just get bored i was like i was like oh cool now what i think we found that switch that you found in Correct. surfing I yeah, pretty yeah. much i know i was just gonna say this i do under- i have a lot of people i have like friends that do ultra marathons and mm-hmm. those guys and i mean to be me, fair though i don't understand the run ultra running i'm like that to me <laughs> i, I haven't like come around torture. to ultra so yeah. i i don't i think we're all on the same page yeah, with yeah, ultra yeah. at the moment ultra running at the no, moment but like, but we're all kind friends. of like looking at each other yeah <laughs> but i have friends that actually when they tell you stories it's like i don't know it's like what it's like it's like another world and yeah. they're just like oh they just like get into the zone and the things they see you and find it's like yourself your body high and all of those things but i do understand this because i get this through surfing yeah. i get through this adrenaline sports and i know a lot of people get scared right but for me i love going book jumps big waves i have mm. my mom used to tell me it's like oh, you like to poke the th- the bear <laughs> <laughs> and i was like yeah <laughs> it makes me alive it has to just like i have to once a year i have to make something that makes me like it, super scary do you have siblings are they the same no i'm different like i think i was picked up by the hospital by mistake <laughs> are you sure. much, like how many kids like how many kids are in the family where five do you, and where do you sit yeah. like right number four okay oh, so you're okay so you're almost the youngest yes so my younger sister so you're, my brother. you got free reign you're like okay you know what just go child do whatever you want just yeah. try to say safe I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this on the podcast now because sometimes I ask after what's your star sign <laughs> Pisces interesting yeah. okay so yeah so then I went on my surgery I read all those things it was bad for me I thought like okay that's it and then this is it for me again I have to reset the button again but now I was more mature so now I understand I was doing a lot of uh, self-reflection and mm. at that time I used to put myself in check so then I don't have to come to those things because I know and this is something normal, right? Like life is up and down. People have to understand this. Once you're down, you're going to go up. When you're up, you're going to go down. This is just pure life. Even if you do nothing, sometimes you just feel depressed for no reason. Mm -hmm. It's just, just, this is just life putting you in check, right? So we need to understand this whole concept. We need to understand what goes up, comes down and what goes down, goes up. So what you do usually is when you, you understand and you look at the signs, right? So you feel like butterfly in your stomach. You feel this like scared kind of like motion. There's like so many things that happens, right? So this is where the time you look at your life. You look at all your achievements. When was the last time? And this is something for all the, for the people listening. When was the last time you looked back in your life and said all the good things you've done, right? All the right choices you've done. All the times that you said, I want to go to the gym, you go to the gym. All of those good days, right? All of those things that you, small goals or like small achievements that you have done. You look at it and say like, okay, I am here today and look at what I've achieved Mm. and remind yourself that you have done so much. Because once you're in that deep place, then you cannot think. But if you're refreshing your mind, muscle memory works. Yeah. Yeah. But also like looking back at all of those things. And then I think the thing is you can't see what's going to happen next, right? But like historically, if you've accomplished all these things, then you have to look at it and be like, well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So then what this reflection gives you? is such a powerful yeah. tool, mm. um, especially because you had gone through it twice before, you know, you, you move from one sport to another, you went through depressive phases. Every time you went through that, you learned something and you've taken it forward. And so you can manage this one much better than you did the last. Yeah, year. exactly. And it also shows you that I have done so much. Mm. I can do this. Yeah. I have survived so many things and do this. So now I believe into this hugely and I recently got married and I tell my wife. And Congratulations. God Thank you so much. And God bless my wife. Um, I'm going to tell you her story later on, but I drove her crazy four months <laughs> in the marriage. I think she goes like, oh, bad mistake. <laughs> we have to celebrate small wins. Yes. Okay. Because oh, you remember those celebratories, right? Football players, they score a thousand goals. They still celebrate. Why? Because then you become addicted to celebration. Then you become addicted. It just gives you this endorphin, right? And this is something normal. Like once you finish something really nice, don't, don't, I'm not saying like celebrate as like go party or like go travel. Take a moment. Not even, just say yes. You know, like, you know, like just give yourself this like. Pat on the back. Yes. Mm -hmm. And just like feel happy. Just like 
this motion you just feel it you just feel it in your heart yeah. you just feel this like all endorphin just coming up you just feel this adrenaline then you you would need this and then the small wins you need something bigger and then bigger and then bigger and then bigger this is a good addiction mm. and this is it because then you remember those times because mm. it's not just something you did but then it's a feeling that mm-hmm. you actually felt it yeah and those things help so much so yeah. when i got to that level i go to the hospital go to surgery come out of the surgery and this was in 2020 correct july 2020 and how long was the surgery like how many like what was recovery like in so hospital like? in a hospital i was two weeks in the hospital and then it was two months recovery mm. so kind of not really well yeah yeah well, i don't know like maybe the doctors are like don't do anything but yeah. then you're like wait a minute. i can't so, i can't yeah. sit still what, i'm sorry so what, you're what, asking what did me the like... doctors tell you and what did you end up doing <laughs> so, so i got out of the surgery so they put me into the um, and this was the beginning and, the sur- and i swear until now the doctor goes like you're gonna cause me trouble <laughs> so i go into like the before you go to your main room you go to the recovery room right yeah and they put you in a wheelchair to go to the recovery room and the doctor goes like okay from tomorrow you have to try to start walking i know it's hard so then i was like i'm not gonna go with the wheelchair i'm gonna walk mm-hmm. and he's like nope you cannot walk i was like i'm gonna walk he's like you're gonna walk i was like you know what i'm walking i'm walking so might as well just walk with me and put like another nurse or whatever it is just in case I was like, is it bad? He's like, it's not bad, but then you, you won't be able to walk because you're dizzy and like just came out. <laughs> and he was so right. <laughs> yeah, you were one of those. So like hospitals have those codes. You were one of those codes, right? Like code red or code green. He, <laughs> someone has to be with him at all times because we don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> he's a risk to himself. <laughs> no, you get those stickers. It's like yeah. you're a fall risk. Yeah, yeah fall like, risk. Like, yeah. <laughs> so then I woke it was like difficult walk. I was walking again there, and then it's just when you, when you when you come out of like super like heavy, like you know like coming out of surgery, it's just like your head is like super light. Mm. So if you turn your head, it's just like it feels so dizzy. It's crazy. So I look down and I just feel like everything is just flipping over. I go back surgery, get back, get fine. Two you weeks had later, the good meds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> come out of the surgery. Two weeks later get out, go back home. I start working every day to get better. Two months later, I decided, I was like, all right, cool. Okay, I need to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Last time, sport was my thing to get out of it. This is time it's going to be sport to be that thing. Because I've heard a lot of stories and I saw a lot of people going through the same thing. And I read so many posts that people like, oh, we cannot do this. And I have, I just read so many negative feedback. And yeah, I can't it's hard. Hear. And then I understood why people feel like this. Because now I, I've done the surgery. Mm-hmm. Now I see it's, it is very complicated and it's like super uncomfortable. Mm. So I said, okay, what can I do to prove to myself that I can still lo- normal love, live normal life and also to help other people? I, for me, I find happiness when I help people, when I see people happy or mm. I was the cause to make people happy. For me, this is my ultimate happiness. This is it. So then I thought, okay, how can I inspire people and inspire myself in the process? And then how can I find sport to get me out of this? Because last time sport got me out of it. Mm. So I go to my doctor and I was like, okay, now I know what I want to do. And I just want to tell you, I'm not saying here, I'm taking your permission or nothing. I'm just here to tell you, I want to up your number and I want to have easy access to the hospital just in case something goes wrong. <laughs> He's like, what are you going to tell me? <laughs> so in October, I decided to play 30 different sports in 30 days. So then I can prove to myself and to prove to my everything that even with the bag, I can do play all different sports. Mm-hmm. So doctor goes like, why do you want to do this in 30 days? Why don't you just do it like over <laughs> two years? Or why don't you just do it? Take your time. And also like your, your wound is too fresh. I wouldn't. 2020. Uh, so this is. Yeah. yeah, this is still like, two, like yeah. literally two, three just months. out of recovery. Three months yeah. out of like removing my whole colon, living with a like, new like object so i had a whole organ removed in my body yeah, and now yeah. i live with an outside bag and he goes okay so he's like i don't recommend you doing it i think you need at least if you want to do this do it next year this year is very tough your wound is still fresh you're still not used to the bag mm. i was like well this is the ultimate test no Let's see how it goes <laughs> and he goes what i was like i'm gonna do everything jumping <laughs> off a plane diving in the water to see where is the bag gonna like give up 
So Dr. Goh was like, oh, I cannot say, I cannot, this is your life outside. And anyway, so then he was very supportive. Uh, he actually gave me free access to the hospital. And then he said, okay, cool. So then I was an emergency call for him. Mm. And he said, like, just make sure. And I still remember he like he came the first two sports. God bless him. <laughs> I did it. I played 30 different sports in 30 days, fresh out of surgery, super out of shape. I had my mind into it and I never expected how bad your body cope when you play a different sport and use a every different day. muscle every, <laughs> every single, single day. day what were the sports yeah what was number one uh, was this running the, was this the dubai fitness challenge or not correct so yeah, basically the 30 30 of the dubai fitness challenge i did it during the 30 30 yeah. because i thought it was an inspiration so that dubai yeah. fitness challenge everyone's doing something so, yeah so yeah. it was like 30 minutes 30 days like why don't do 30 sports yeah. in 30 days right so like it's 30 30 but i want to do something different i did it first sport was paddleboarding <laughs> okay Paddleboarding. I yeah. took it so easy. Kind of closer to home. Yeah. Similar, yeah. yeah. Took it easy. Yeah. I said, you know what? We start water sport and it was surfing. This is what I like. This is my mm-hmm. home base. Yeah. I know where you yeah. go. So then that's what I did. Then I started it and I did everything. I went free diving. Mm. My bag held. Four times my bag broke. I had um, complications. During free diving or no. something else? Skateboarding. Okay. Gymnastic. Okay. I was almost going <laughs> to die. Gymnastics. Yes. Uh, I fell on my head. I cracked my neck. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I swear I heard my neck go. Oh, no. Uh, I, you should see. Look, you should, you should have seen the look into the trainer's face when that happened. I thought the They're trainer. They're probably like, enough for today now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've finished the last I was like, no, thing. can we try that? We did everything from snow to skating <laughs> to underwater to skydiving, everything. And then, oh, yeah, but that's it. So then. So we did 30 sports in that day. Surfing was a little bit difficult because mm. laying down my stomach and getting used to it. So I had to like adapt. I had to like find a different way. I Mm-mm. like wrap my body around my body. I was I used to wear, you know, like the stretchy things, but mm. then I pull it all the way yeah. high to like cover the board. So I tried so many different ways until I found out what works and mm. what doesn't work. And I just went through the whole process. And When, you know, you got the surgery done and you, you did mention that you were going online and seeing how people kind of pursue sports with, you know, a stoma. Did you see any other surfers out there who probably had one and were surfing? Correct. So there's two. Okay. There's a female, Australian female surfer and then an Australian, and like an American guy. Okay. But they all like took it years later. Right. Mm. Okay. And you're like, no, I'm going to jump into the deep end and yeah. see and it's, whether it's, my stoma lasts. Yeah. And this is it. And this is it. It's like, you have to try it for yourself. You have yeah. to see what works or doesn't work. But yeah. yeah. So and the then, 30 sports, which one was your favorite? Which was your least favorite? Surfing. Surfing is your favorite. Favorite. Least. Running. <laughs> well. <laughs> Who are we going to offend? I have to be. I have to be very. So. I don't know. I didn't have least favorite. I liked everything. The, the thing was like the toughest one mm-hmm. for sure. It was water polo. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I struggled. It took me okay. a second to kind of think yes. what water polo was. <laughs> water polo is fitness. You have to be crazy. They were training for two hours. We were just threading water. I couldn't put my foot on the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like in three meters, you're threading water for two hours. Try this. It is nuts. And these guys, when they have to like throw the ball, they thread so high that their whole body goes out yeah. of the body. I cannot even get my... Is there a water polo scene here? Yes. 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 I didn't know. Uh, actually... My friend's children go for water polo. Right. Like that. So it is, it is it's definitely very hard. A, a sport here. Yeah. So water polo was tough. Hockey was hard. Oh, okay. Ice hockey? I don't know how to ice skate anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that would make it hard. <laughs> Right? But, yeah. Dude, I swear. But do you still do ice hockey? So fast forward, right? Like <laughs> this year also I did 30-30. So now by, t- t- by today I have completed 60 different sports, right? So hockey was on my last 30-30 that mm. I played now this year. What is one of the strangest sport or... Underwater you know, hockey. Underwater hockey, wow. I, is there an underwater <laughs> hockey scene here? <laughs> So now this we is the question you have to ask. We need to tap like, into your network to yeah. get some people on the podcast. We have something called Ultimate Frisbee. I do know about Ultimate yeah, Frisbee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, underwater hockey. Oh, that I did not. Irish football. No about that. Okay, this is going to sound big. It's going to be bad sweet for you, but like Australian rules football. Yeah, no about that. <laughs> it's just... He's... Um, play yeah yeah so weird sports but <laughs> so this year we just got i just got married and god bless my wife because my wife 
shout out to my wife. She did all the edit for me this year. Okay. Yeah. And she didn't know what she was getting herself into, right? For marrying <laughs> me. So we got we, we went for our honeymoon in July, came back in October, July, October. Yeah, October we came back. And then I was like, You want maybe we should do the thirty thirty this year? And she's like, Oh, okay, yeah, of course, let's do it. And I was like, Do you know what that means? She's like, Yeah, 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 it's fine. It's easier and <laughs> books and them she's like oh, okay I, she loves shooting and she loves editing mm. and god bless her and then we did the third third together so i do the sports she does the shooting and she doesn't like multitasking right mm-hmm. and <laughs> when we did the third 30 everything just fell <laughs> on us in that time we used to wake up at six in the morning and we used to only go to sleep at two even if you look oh at the god. videos because we were committed that we're gonna like post wow. the videos on the same day mm. right we got a new camera so one of the sponsors were 360 and it's a 360 and we got the new camera. So we got the camera a day before the shoot and we had to get, we had to figure it out how to do this. Oh, Insta360 is easy to use at the beginning and <laughs> for you to get used to it is it's difficult. And then our rent got so high, so we had to move house. So we had to move house. You didn't move in the midst of all of this. Yes. And, and, and at the beginning. And I then, just a move without anything else is bad yeah. enough. <laughs> and I'm starting a new business, and then an opportunity came to go and study the podcasting, right? So mm-hmm. there's like a program for the, for Arab podcasters to mm-hmm. podcast in Arabic, and so we participated in that. And we didn't know it was like six hours a day, and I didn't know it was in November when we were doing the thirty thirty challenge. So we used to have all of those things, and we had to play the sports. Yeah. At one time, but so, like, and you're still at, married. Are we still married? <laughs> well, that's that's the true test, right? But like at this point, because we don't know these sports exist, right? So at this point, are you like googling what are the sports that exist in the UAE yeah, that I can pick up? Like, how did you it, like? How are you coming up with these sports or finding them? So I love sports. I hate planning. Oh <laughs> my god, it's like my worst nightmare. Um, I learned something. I learned to ask for people for help. Mm. And by time and by, I don't know, people like my hair or something, <laughs> but I have friends. I have like really good connections. I have good friends. And I learned something and I learned this through my friends is what you hate, some people like. Mm. And it, it is like, it drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you mean you like organizing stuff? Important. What? I don't understand. I just want to show up. <laughs> Whatever happens, the fairies that come and kind of yeah, organize, yeah. please go for yeah. it. And then like, my friend know. was like, what do you mean? Oh, this is, I love doing this. I do this. This is my job. Uh, this is, I was like, all right, cool. And then and my wife does all the editing and So posting. you had a team. You had a team behind yeah. you. But like, I find the sport. So I actually go mm-hmm. communicate to the sport. So basically the, my friend organizer, all he, only he does is like put them all in together and mm-hmm. like put the planning mm-hmm. properly and I send them, okay, cancel this, put this in and it's like kind of like a secretary so you were like finding these sports through the network that you've created correct and also like we do it through friends and Mm. i love sport right so like this Mm. is my thing so i watch everything like for example i go to india and i watch all the different sports they have there when i go and i go australia is how i know everything i went to ireland yeah yeah. so like one of the sports we're gonna try i keep forgetting the name it's like there's a sport in india i forgot the name so you like have like four people and then you have to touch it and go out i forgot the name Kabaddi. Yes. Uh, yeah. Kabaddi. Actually, yeah, they do it here. I know. In, uh, in Dera. Yes, Over I the weekends. Yes. I have photographs on that. Yes, Are you going to get, like, go in the get-up that yes. they, they do it in? <laughs> I, I, I will show you photos after. after. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious now. Yes, I'm definitely going to do it. And, like, these kind of things, right? Like, and I, yeah, we do it. So now our next mission is to go for 100 but yeah, the videos you see, it's all my wife. She edits everything, shoots everything. She loves it. She's a huge fan. And I think we're a good connection. What do you think doing all these sports have taught you? One, it taught me you have to learn the basics in everything in life, right? Mm. If, if you want to do something, we intend to rush things. We intend that we want to be the best and we want to be already good at it. So we neglect everything from the beginning. But we have to go through back to the basics. And this is something we do with everything. And I remember... When we used to go surfing and your technique is wrong, it takes so much time to fix your beginning technique because those are the things that you learn from the beginning. So learn the basics and the best way to learn the basics is to listen. Second of all, there is something for everybody. What I like, you might not like. What you like, I don't like. And also the same thing with pain threshold, with all of those things, right? So you cannot know what you want or what you like unless if you actually try it. There's no way you can see like, okay, this is what I want. And that's it. And this is becomes your norm. 
and what I also learned and something that I wouldn't like to implement is for you, the younger generation or like for the younger kids. And I say up to the age of eight, diversification of sport is a key. I don't think specializing at a younger age is a very good thing because then you learn so many techniques from a different sport. So just an example, right? If you are going to be football player, right? Or you're going to be like, I say, goal goalkeeper, right? Tennis teaches you reflection. Jiu-Jitsu teaches you problem solving and like being a step ahead of the of the of the opponent sprinting uh, long jump high jump volleyball all of those things are going to add to your arsenal because those things then when you become at the age of 12 or 13 then it becomes a muscle memory then you can put all of those things together mm. to actually serve your purpose i'm not saying don't play football but then do it at least once or twice a week and then do the other sports at the end because then what happens is the skills from everything is going to add to your arsenal and then you are going to be meta human i think the most important lesson i think that you've learned at least from the discussion that we've had is that sports is the best therapy isn't it for me yes 100 percent. but i know people don't i know people it's not for them but for me it is and the best thing is to do is try and see what happens and see what works we don't know unless if we try everything and i know when you're at a bad time it's so hard to think and so hard to do but try if i can do it everybody else can do it i'm not born differently nobody's born that we are all born the same thing all we have to do is just mindset our mind is so strong we can do so many things is my you can train your mind it's just like any muscle in your body train your mind be strong and get out there and conquer you've tried so many sports and you continue to try sports different sorts of sports kabaddi <laughs> on the cards as well but surfing have you gone back to it are there goals there still you know in in one particular sport that you want to push yourself to that limit that elite status or you know kind of I'm old now. Everything hurts. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do two things. One, I want to do big wave surfing. So big wave surfing is going to be my thing. So basically, I want to do something thing, taking someone from a non-surfing country to go big wave surfing. So this is the project I'm working on. Second thing is I want to bring high performance mentality to the UAE. Mm-hmm. I want to bring that kind of concept to the UAE saying, like, okay, how can we enhance sport going from professionals to elite and how do we think like pros and how do we eat like pros and how do we live like those and is that what you're working on currently correct yeah okay. oh that's amazing we're excited to hear more yeah. about that for sure <laughs> yeah is it all under wraps now <laughs> <laughs> top secret top secret you can tell us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you've already demonstrated the fire that you've had to kind of challenge every situation that's been thrown your way where do you think that drive comes from? Would you say that grit that you have is innate or have you learned it along the way because of the challenges that you were faced with? I think it's within. I think we just have to get it out. I do understand a lot of people associate success and associate these things with uh, with trauma or like those things, but I don't think it is. I, I was going to make it no matter what. I was going to be who I am today no matter my situation but my situation made it worse right my situation made me stop and made me divert but this is because of mindset was so strong but i think it was from inside from in because i remember i used to be like this since the age of eight i Mm. cannot lose i have this competitive edge i wanted to be the best i wanted to play for the national team i I was always having goals in front of me that i actually can achieve right I, i don't put when people say nothing is impossible they're lying right there's so many things that are impossible so your goals has to be a possible goal something has to be so i cannot today say i'm going to be the best cricket player in the world and i've never played cricket right this is impossible this is absolutely impossible but i can do big wave surfing this is something possible i can do i can hit 100 sports it's possible i can do can do the high performance it is possible i can do so then i put things that i actually can do because i'm not setting myself to failure i'm setting up myself for a challenge that i'm gonna get it i'm gonna achieve it because i've already started these things and i dedicated so many times of my year uh, so many years of my life to be able to achieve what i'm trying to achieve yeah 
That's amazing. Well, Thanks for the honesty. Yeah. <laughs> and you've said earlier in the podcast that, you know, one of your goals is to make people happy and stuff. And I think you've made us really, really yeah. happy today. Yeah. You're our last guest of 2022. And, I'm not going to say 2022. What an amazing conversation to wrap it up with all with. So thank you so much no, Mo, wait, for thank joining you. us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Any... And I think those platforms are really good platforms for people to see things are possible, right? Absolutely. Because they can hear it through stories and they can see if I can do it or somebody else can do it, then it is possible to be done. And this is something we all believe in, right? And I believe in this from the, our ancestors. They they made things possible for the next generations to come, right? So we build, well, like, we like we like put a seed in for the tree to grow for our the next generation to like mm-hmm. stay in the shadow or to eat the fruit out of it. And this is what we're trying to yeah. do. I love that. Yeah, paying it forward. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, we ask that you please share it with family, teammates, friends, and even frenemies, or share via social media. Please also leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Five stars only. And visit us on themetalset.com for more stories and resources. Thanks again for listening. Your support means the world to us. This is The Metal Set.